Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, uh, let's just swing that microphone right into my grill. Uh, <laughs> we are nearly recording blind right now. Uh, wow. Whoa, blind echo. Okay. Everybody, Happy New Year 2018. 2018 represent. Uh, this is Dream Warriors. Episode 61. Uh, let me just verify. Are we in 61? We are in episode 61, which is... Yeah, uh, I think every episode of Dream Warriors is a milestone. Uh, we're, we're just going to rock and roll, hit that music. Talking about Bright today, right with Will Smith. And it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive called We Love Netflix here at Dream Warriors. So let's just do this. We were, we were born, we were born to, uh, to do it. Early in the morning, early in the morning. We're, we're within the uh, new year. January 3rd, 2018. Timestamp, 7.58 a.m. Uh, hanging out with you right now, drinking Mango Loco uh, <laughs> uh, by Monster Energy. Uh, this is Juice Monster, Energy Juice. or yeah. And uh, it, it, actually, the if you come across these, um, well, I, I am a cereal... Uh, probably like to some degree problematic window shopper. Uh, it it does help soothe me. It helps uh, get me focused when I window shop, especially living in the city. And uh, the the point I'm getting at, the reason why I even I went on this little quick tangent is that when I window shop, uh, it's just a flood and a flow of ideas and. Uh, just nonstop stimulation. Uh, I, I'm a picture taker. I it, I never post. I, I hardly post as much as I should. Uh, I don't post what I take pictures of, but a lot of the things I document are um, designs, angles, um, like color combinations. Uh, and I just I love going through my my pictures on my phone, on my desktop, or through my Google Cloud. It is a therapeutic process for me. So <laughs> this monster energy uh, has, um, again, the, the the name gets so many plus points, but it's Mango Loco, and it's like a Day of, Day of the Dead theme. So it has all of those skulls, but those awesome, um, like, swirly eyes and, like, almost like flower relief. Um, I would say, like, ornamental wallpaper as the texture for the skulls. And it is, uh, it's really cool. Uh, the, the dominant colors for this are sky blue and, or electric blue and yellow or orange. I would say it's, it's a yellow orange. But it is, uh, it's, it's a hell of a design. It's a hell of a can. Uh, maybe if, if, if you follow me on uh, AKA Pad 13 today, I'll post something on my IG story about this because it just, uh, it just blows me away. But yeah, so we're, we're talking bright. We could be talking New Year's resolutions. We could be talking about 2018. We could be talking about the future of Dream Warriors. Uh, should should I touch on some of that stuff? I don't know. Uh, Dream Warrior updates. It's simple. Uh, everyone that was supporting the show as a contributor is non-existent. They're just not here. Uh, it's look when the end of the year gears up. Uh, really starting in October, you, it's it's 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Uh, We relatively have four major holidays in a series of three months. Uh, Each holiday, um, you know, like, and some people, too, have birthdays within that that three-month stretch. Because uh, we're almost dealing with like a quarter of the entire year, and it becomes like a, a super busy time for everybody. I, and I don't say a lot of people; I say everybody. If, if you're not busy during that time, uh, make friends and get busy by this time next year. But yeah, so speaking on that, and Dream Warrior contributors, yeah, so a, a lot of it has dried up. So there, there's a couple uh, convergence points here. Uh, one of them being that I have added more uh, administration and record keeping within the chain of or the pipeline of episode production. So contributors need to uh, be somewhat interactive in uh, Google Docs, because uh, that's all I use to um, drum up ideas for shows. Uh, to fill in your ideas for what your position is or what how, how like not what you would want to speak about but but how you want to talk about it and kind of uh, set up like a pre-interview type structure so I could go through it and you know be a little bit more effective when I'm sitting down with someone and so that's one so we have that uh, nobody wants to do that because uh, <laughs> it's work and who wants who who wants to build something that can go to the stars uh, and work for it? Who like who would want to do that? Who who would want to try and build something where you relatively uh, sit down all day and you do things geek related all freaking day? Um, like who would want to build something like that and put the work into it? I really don't know. Uh, but yeah, so may, maybe maybe of that you know, the one person willing to um, cut off his own head and make that sacrifice and, and, and endlessly bleed uh, and hurt. And again, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice is talking to you. So the admin work scares people away, but it is now necessary because this goes into point number two. Point number two is Dream Warriors has evolved into a, what I like to say, a um, like a geek first, uh, not news news worthy stuff uh hardly anything coming out of any anything movie comic book streaming related is newsworthy period no no this is a um we're somewhat spin here uh we're spin and we're digging for insight and and these are this is part of the sketch the characteristic of the dream warriors podcast and what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get into the meat and into the marrow of what is happening uh, and yeah, we'll get into this with Bright, but what exactly was happening within the, um, the the criticism, the reaction, the even the quality of some of these movies, comics, uh, you know, TV shows, and so on. And the reason why I view this as more important now than anything is because we have seen a collapse of film criticism, and because we've seen a collapse of film criticism, film criticism. It, that has directly contributed to a crack in the box office. So everything attacking Hollywood now, including sex scandals, uh, is just um, ripping apart the Hollywood process. The institutional knowledge is fading. We, we're getting something different now. 
So Dream Warriors wants this, wants, doesn't want it, but uh, wants to comment on it. Comment, uh, we comment on that first, and Bright falls right into that category, which is what we're talking about. And I would say maybe the third. Uh, yeah, the, the third would be commitment. Uh, yeah, it's, look, it, it, I love everyone. I really do. I love everyone that, that, that helped get momentum for Dream Warriors. That sat down with me and you know i look back already to a lot of those episodes and a lot of them are uh geez holy crap they are um you know like a lot of it was almost like therapy for me and uh, to, to work out my angst and my fear of even doing a show like this it is it's i say it all the time it's not easy why would you want to do it uh you're crazy to continue uh, but I, I, I now I view this as a mission. So, so Dream Warriors somewhat developing a flag, I'll say, is is definitely like was a something I wanted to do uh, early. It took way longer, uh, but being able to, um, you know, have an editorial perspective and a definition to what Dream Warriors is, still being pursued, but we are closer now than ever. So, I don't know, like, this is a little bit of a call-out, too, to, look, uh, I want to sit down and talk to experts. The more local within Philly, the more within Philly, the better. Uh, I, I only say this because that's, this is a town I live in, this is a town I love, this is a town probably not leaving, not moving out of, uh, but, uh, you know, like, I, I want to know, I want to know what my, my locals, uh, like, you know, like, what, what they feel, what they think, uh, you know, am I being uh too frivolous in some of my opinions or my positions uh i need pushback uh so local expert pushback within philly shout out you know a dm me slide into my dms so yeah so that's a little bit of a dream warrior update uh to touch on thor ragnarok and star wars lakes jedi yeah i had to gloss over those way too much activity on both of them uh i will eventually do a lace jedi uh talk conversation uh i did want to talk to mark about it uh and you know and hey look uh for for lack of effort too i i've tried so hard to to keep our contributors contributing uh with patience with uh you know somewhat somewhat d head dickhead level uh text messages not not really dickhead i would say it's just more or less uh uh laughably obnoxious uh, challenging text messages to motivate people, uh, but it's it's tough. People uh, motivating people has got to be one of the hardest things to do. So, yeah, commenting on on bright, bright uh, last year Super Bowl, uh, the great Super Bowl Fifty One, which was um, the Patriots defeating the Atlanta Falcons in the first overtime Super Bowl. The greatest comeback Super Bowl, uh, maybe the greatest comeback NFL game in history, um, just because of, of the stakes and the magnified moments within the uh, mid third to fourth quarter of, of that game. Uh, it's it's impossible to replicate that. Uh, extreme weather conditions, extreme playoff driven weather conditions, and other um, magnifying NFL events. Uh, yes, those can be re. re recreated even error versus error but yeah so uh bright rain a uh they netflix made a big bet had a super bowl commercial with bright 
and I th- they were mostly pushing it as cop fantasy, and I, re- I just remember imagery of a uh, sword. Uh, I, I didn't have the heart to look up that Super Bowl commercial so I can comment on it only because, you know, it, some of it too is like impressions. We, we want to know what how things are remembered. So Bright uh, was laying it down, uh, you know, well over, uh, you know, like almost a whole year ago. And Netflix was making a bet. Uh, Will Smith, David Ayer, uh, David Ayer, who is the, the uh, director, he's also a magnificent writer, but he has cop procedure, cop drama, uh, you know, Southern Los Angeles uh, culture down. Uh, he he ob- obviously clearly has a love for it and has, extinct- <laughs> has extended that love into multiple movies. Uh, you, you can maybe argue this is like a, uh, like a trilogy he's involved in with uh, Training Day, End of Watch, and Bright. Uh, and look, there, even Suicide Squad sprinkled in there. But, but David, David Ayer is, he might be one of the greatest, uh, like of all time. I would say he is one of the greatest of all time, Royer Directors. Someone who came up through screenwriting and later graduated towards the um, uh, oh Dallas is here uh, yeah into directing uh, this is a he's Dallas what, what are you doing buddy hey, Dallas is not used to me being around here this early I'm usually out of here um, but yeah Dal can you move. He might have just came just uh, for a couple pets, so we'll 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 give Dallas a few pets here. Uh, do you follow Dallas? You out there? Do you follow Dallas on social media, on the uh, Instagram? Because his uh his his account is Diamond Dallas Cat, and he has uh, roughly one hundred followers. <laughs> Can we get my cat some some more followers? I thought the uh, internet was supposed to blow up cats. But he's a. Um, I, I've been bad. I, I have not been assi- not assisting Dallas in updates <laughs> at all. So uh, yeah. So Bright is uh, probably the most anticipated Netflix movie ever to be released. Uh, it is the uh, the one of many coming up now. Uh, I view Netflix, you know, having this as your like. I view this so similar. To when uh, Dream uh, DreamWorks, uh, SKG, Spielberg, Kastenberg, uh, Griffin. Oh my God, uh, totally losing my mind there. So I remember when when DreamWorks DreamWorks was a studio that came up in the late '90s or like no, I'm sorry, midnight mid '90s. I think it was '95 or '96. And for me, it was like a magnifying moment because it was like Steven Spielberg's film company, not Amblem Entertainment, which was a production house within a studio. Because, uh, you know, we see like that logo is in front of so many movies that it's the, the E.T. Silhouette logo. Uh, if you've seen it, you, you definitely rec- uh, recollect. But yeah, so uh, when Dream, when... Oh my god, I'm just losing. Dallas is just distracting me. Dallas, what are you doing? I'm so sorry about that. Dallas was, uh, he just wanted morning pets. He wanted some morning attention. Uh, he, what he commonly does, he will, uh, sit within the window and bake in the sun and just decide that is enough. And 
I don't know. I guess he seeks a stimulation from another source as soon as possible. And it's it's he's a little bit more antsy around the, the winter time here in Philly because you you can kind of see notice in his behavior that he does not uh, have birds to to watch. So he's he's not constantly triggered by looking out these giant windows of mine. So he he does see he needs a like a like a little bit of, of energy or rush that he would get from the birds and and i'm the only one here most of the time so he seeks that from me but yeah so dreamworks was just like a huge thing because uh, up until that point steven spielberg uh was the greatest filmmaker ever no question uh he is was one of the childs the children of the box buster era and so when when dream uh yeah like when dreamworks emerged it's like, oh, my God. And the movie that they kind of launched with is Peacemaker with George Clooney and Nicole Kidman. Uh, and that was directed by, not Adrian Lima, that was directed by, oh, my God. I have to look this up real quick because, and, you know, Peace, <laughs> Peacemaker um, is, it's still a movie I like. I mean, I watch that movie. Uh, whenever, like, it comes on anything, I will watch it. Uh, that's a 97. So, and uh, Mimi Leader, who directed the uh, Deep Impact, uh, and again overlooked female director. But yeah, so and it was like it's it's relatively it's a so-so movie. It's a so-so uh, like military political uh, thriller chase movie. Uh, but George Clooney is great in it. Uh, you know, there, there's this one scene I always reference where he's taping up this guy, and and Nicole like he's duct taping him, and Nicole Kid, Kidman's like. Uh, is this your plan? Like, and, and he's ripping the tape and he goes, this is my plan. <laughs> and it's just the, like the George Clooney delivery. Uh, George, George Clooney as George Clooney. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a so-so it's a so -so movie that, that later got eclipsed by one of the greatest Academy Award runs in modern history. Uh, maybe like the last and the final of the Academy Award golden era and dream uh you know like like spielberg and crew you know like i i don't want like i don't know enough enough about maybe i should research this like heavily just so i can be a little bit more versed on it but the the dreamworks run and i don't know how much direct involvement spielberg had but the dreamworks run and the oscar run that they've had the quality of the movies, the movies I've lost, the movies I've won, you know, American Beauty being one of them, Gladiator, uh, Saving Private Ryan, lost to Shakespeare in Love for Best Picture. But it's really kind of them versus uh, Miramax and the Miramax uh, Oscar campaigns, which are now legendary. But it was like one of those two. And they were battling every single year for a good five, six years. But, but it was a golden era. So, but it started with Peacemaker. Ugh. Okay, Bright is just like that for a big launch for Netflix. Netflix has released other movies, yes, but this is their four. This is them putting their hat into a, a bigger ring, a Hollywood ring, so to speak. And I compared the two. I compared the two with intent. I compared the two with subject matter. I compared the two with star power. Uh, so, like, how how do we rate? Like, how do we discuss a movie like Bright? Uh, the plot, plot written, written by, uh, conceived by Max Landis, 
who is the most prolific idea-driven screenwriter today, part genius, part crazy madman. I never met him, but I know he's crazy. I, he, I know Max is the, like the type of guy I could probably go all night with. Uh, most of that night would be me babysitting him and dragging him around, but uh, let's be honest, those are fun nights also. But yeah, but he's definitely a generator. Uh, he came, Max Landis came up through YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure like if he had traction prior to YouTube, but he's a guy that was, you know, that wrote Chronicle. And from Chronicle on, he's been ascending. So, you know, like some of Max Lanus's bio, I had some of it up here, like just a touch, like we we're just reviewing Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, so as writer, it's Chronicle, Me, Him, Her, uh, 2015, Chronicles 2012. Uh, Me, Him, Her, he wrote and directed. I could not finish watching that movie. Uh, American Ultra, Victor Frankenstein, Mr. Wright, 2016. Uh, no idea about that movie. No idea. And then we had Brightwood, uh, 2017. So he's also been like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's contributed to the Power Rangers movie, which collectively is a, uh, like, if you were just do a one-to-one -one comparison, just like right down the line. Uh, Dallas, he's just jumping all over the place. <laughs> he gets, he's so rowdy right now. Now, uh, hold up. I need some mango loco. This is a completely butchered, wrecked episode because I have zero notes. Uh, but I'm just trying to get into the flow, into the uh, new year. And also, if you follow me on Instagram, aka Pad13, uh, I and on any of social media, but I put out schedules now uh, that will detail what is happening in the next five, five to six days. Of what's getting released and where. Uh, this is everything between YouTube and this. So, and I, I'm pre-programming the topics for Dream Warriors. Never done this before. So, the next episode, episode sixty-two, is going to be Valerian, uh, which kind of also continues a similar a theme that it somewhat started with Ghost in the Shell. But yeah, so. Max Landis, uh, you know, made a couple of YouTube videos. One of them was the uh, the life and death of Superman, or the death and return of Superman. Superman versus Doomsday, the highest selling comic book of all time. The uh, basically where DC just made a bad money to to compete with Image Comics and the Marvel boom at the time, and they killed Superman and broke Batman's back and and slaughtered all the Green Lanterns. And they just went on this run where they were just turning their icons upside down. Uh, one woman uh, basically became a leather-clad, <laughs> mid-trift-wearing, uh, like, stripper <laughs> in, like, one of her storylines. But it wasn't a stripper. She was dressed as a stripper. But, uh, yeah, so he, he did this video with a lot of his, like, Hollywood friends that, uh, you know, like, all kind of participated. And it's a hell of a video. So that put him like on the map post Chronicle, and he also did this video on like why wrestling is fake, uh, and that supposedly led to him being a, a consultant for a stretch for WWE, WWF. Uh, but yeah, so and he's put out these other videos where he goes through like storylines, and like I think he was potentially the originator, which is I think one of the greatest ideas for James Bond ever, that James Bond is a code name. 
and I, I think they may have or they used that they may have uh, they cherry picked that for the current James Bond movies I forget but James Bond is a code name so all of these uh, movies going back to Sean Connery George Lazenby Roger Moore uh, Timothy Dalton uh, you know like they're all the, it's all one continuous continuity slash universe it's an amazing concept and then he also did this one video where he took it's like almost like the origin of captain hook as a british sales spy and just the way how he tells it you can envision him in pitch meetings uh getting it done uh i he he might be one of the best pitch people to hit social media ever but he is a virtual pitch expert and he's if you follow him on twitter minus some of the, the politics stuff he he does offer incredible advice on on twitter and insight and he's worth following pretty sure it's it's max lane this is his handle uh yeah so max lane this is the script he's credited as screenwriter uh, i'm pretty sure he's already on record of saying like lockout change he says that about every movie uh he he always forwards the the concept that scripts are blueprints for movies they are not the movie I 100% agree with this take. Uh, it's it's very much obvious uh, when you watch movies that we are just we're seeing what the director is doing with uh, with production ideas, thoughts, concepts, actors, special effects, studio producers, so on and so forth. Okay, and it's sometimes we do get a script to screen, Quentin Tarantino type stuff. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Nicholas Winding Refn. I think Nicholas Winding Refn is more of a no-card scriptwriter. Like, everything is on no-cards with him. But yeah, so we get Netflix, we get Max Lanus, we get David Ayer. Now, David Ayer, uh, do we have to discuss him? Like, I guess we do, because you probably don't know. I'm going to have to tell you about David Ayer. Open link in new tab. We're, we're, we're going straight off to Wikipedia here. All right. Filmography as writer. U571. Good movie. Uh, bon Jovi, shout out. Uh, Training Day, The Fast and the Furious. Oh my God. Wow. He, like, how's he not credited for that? Dark Blue, another good one. Uh, SWAT. Urgh. SWAT's a little bit of a mess. Uh, but, you know, I like SWAT because it just has like a bunch of people in it. Uh, you know, Samuel Jackson and uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, what what's uh the crazy guy? I think he's great. I don't know if he's crazy or, <laughs> or not. Um, uh, um, Colin Farrell. I'm thinking. Look, and it has oh wow, Michelle Rodriguez and LL Cool J. Yeah, SWAT's like stacked. I don't know what how that that I'm sure that movie needed to be tougher, uh, like a little harder, and it would have been awesome. Uh, but yeah, so. And then we have, so now we like, so we already see this police theme and the, the face and the furious, the, like the first one, the one directed by Roger, uh, Roger Cohen, right? Uh, is, you know, like one of the best parts of face and furious is the police procedure part, especially the SWAT scene, uh, where they raid the, the Asian dude, like the, the, the Yakuza or whatever, uh, hell of a sequence in face. I think that's overlaid too with like Vin Diesel banging Michelle Rodriguez. And it's like a, good music and all it's a it's the best sequence in face and furious um okay so now we have this little bit of a run that he goes on so we have harsh times roger director we have street kings 
end of watch. Uh, you know, look, you got to remember, this is like post-training. So in 2001, he had training day in Face and Furious, okay? Uh, incredible year for any rider. Um, we have Harsh Time, Street Kings, End of Watch, Sabotage, Fury, Suicide Squad, and Bright. Uh, his 2012 to 2017 run is phenomenal. End um, of Watch is huge in how we view modern procedural uh, cop movies now. Like, End of Watch is becoming a seminal cop movie. Uh, it's also overrated. I'm not, or under, <laughs> I don't know words anymore. It is also uh, overlooked. It does not get enough credit. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, then we have Sabotage, which was uh, incredible. Uh, nice hard movie. Like I said, he, he's hard and he's gritty and he's dirty. Sabotage could have uh, had a better resolution, but like people knocked that movie back. I like where that movie went. I like that, that it was kind of like a Schwarzenegger uh, revenge movie. Uh, and, and I like the, um, his squad in that movie. Uh, I thought they were awesome. Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Now we're going to talk about The Fury. The Fury is one of the best tank movies of all time. Uh, I do have problems with some of Ayer, uh, David Ayer's endings when he's directing movies. Uh, the ending for Fury was not the ending you wanted. You wanted a, you wanted a tank, and the, the tank became a fortress by the end. But up until that movie, the, the characters, the portrayals, the tropes or the, the stereotypes that these characters were incredibly nailed, performed, written, directed, all of it. And uh, it, it's got some of the best tank sequences in, in, in cinema. And then we have Suicide Squad. I backed Suicide, Suicide Squad until the end. Uh, anything post-rescue of Amanda Waller is, is good in that movie. Uh, again, we've seen him use... Uh, expanding his range his techniques now like the the, the music used in suicide squad uh, it's it's going to carry on uh people want to say things but no i mean like it it definitely holds up and will it will time will win for suicide squad uh, and then we have bright and <laughs> like the one thing that occurred to me in bright real quick was suicide suicide squad ends in this like water sequence and and like bright has a big water sequence like at the end of the movie and i'm like I'm like what's this guy with cops or military and darkness and bright lights and water i'm like oh jeez but it it, it it shows up on film incredibly and you know what too you got you got to keep in mind that everyone that has seen suicide squad may not watch bright and vice versa the audience is so expansive today that you, you literally can have people love the hell out of Bright and never even see Suicide, Suicide Squad, and it goes back and forth. But yeah, so yeah, so David Ayer, it's definitely accomplished. Uh, it, like yeah, kind of. I, I like what he does. I like his filmography. I like his direction. Uh, I think what he he shoots. I think uh, how he how he works the camera. Yeah, um, it's definitely a yeah it's it's just good stuff um yeah and real so netflix picked up right from the night so net, net netflix paid 90 i'm just catching this on wikipedia um because i didn't do any research whatsoever <laughs> uh netflix paid 90 million for bright okay i, I think that's a steal uh that movie uh, just watching it i was thinking it was 120 130 it looked more expensive um 
But yeah, so the concept for Bright uh, does come from the mind of Max Lane. This it is clear and clear as day uh, that it's a Max Lane, this idea. But it is, so imagine history running parallel with the realms of fantasy. And we live in a world where we have uh, like almost like a society where we coexist with orcs and dragons and elves and so on and so forth. Uh, I think the, the, the and the, the movies, look, we, we have an orc cop and, and Will Smith. I might have been saying Bruce Willis up until this point. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm sucking today. I, 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 I am. I'm just sucking today. But, uh, but no, it's Will Smith. I might have been saying. Okay. Good thing this is a get get getting back to it episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Will Smith, uh has a partner the partner is an orc uh prior to the movie some of the backstory is will smith gets shot in the chest because uh the orc cop doesn't jump on a orc suspect uh because they're part of the same tribe and the orc police officer is accused of showing favorites and endangering the life of will smith uh so the police department is against the orc so up until this point, we've we had a really cool credit sequence. Um, they're, they're promoting the album for this movie. Cool to it's cool to see the promotion of music and a movie again. I can't remember the last time I saw that. They used to do it all the time, but yeah. And the the opening credit sequence, great great music. It sets up the universe uh, creatively uh, in a fun way. And yeah, like just uh, just the nuggets you you get while you're watching this movie does trigger that that geek, the the geekiness, which is you get hints and these ideas, and like they even set something up in the credits that pays off within the movie, and then they don't do anything with it. So look, that's how you rip apart a movie. That's how you know how fun fun watching movies is talking about that stuff. Um, I I think uh, everyone is on on bright ripping it to shreds. For me, it's a watch. It's it's a watch strictly because of the the strength of the ideas, the portrayal of the ideas, and the, you know, like it kind of has uh, really cool possibilities. Uh, and it's just one of those movies you're like, wow. Uh, I think a few years from now, you're going to look back and be like, who, like, how, like how did this get made? And it's the same. I was, you know, when I was watching the '80s Flash Gordon, and you could, it's just one of those things also too, where you watch. Uh, same drones uh, running around in tights uh, on Mongor fighting uh, Ming and excuse me, the, the music the, the pageantry of that movie the costume design, the colors the reflections, you're like how does this happen, how does this get made Bright is one of those movies where a few years from now we're all going to say how did this movie end up here how did it get made and by that point Netflix will have a few Academy Awards. We always say, "Oh my God!" It was like, remember, remember, Bright was like the the launch movie for like the first big Netflix movie. It was kind of like their like introduction into this, and it's like, "Oh my God, yeah!" And Bright is going to hit a geek trigger. It's going to hit geek nostalgia down the road. People are going to want to further the ideas. Are going to want to round out and perfect the ideas. Okay, so Bright uh, is going to be 
potentially one of the most impactful uh, first two stream movies in history, and it's going to be like one of the first big ones too, because this one is. It's meant to be a blockbuster. It's swinging for the fences, and it's a big idea, and it's not lower budget. It's not a drama. It doesn't make you cry at the end like the um, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, but no, it is this attempt. And what we're going to see from this movie is going to be uh, a treasure trove. It's going to be like a gold mine of, of ideas. And and this is a part of the genius of Max Landis is that that uh, people recognize him, uh, you know, like they recognize him through his talent. They let him go, they let him set things up, and then they kind of do their best at that point. Uh, look, American Ultra, say what you want, solid movie. Victor Frankenstein, say what you want, solid. Okay, Bright, say what you want, solid. All three of those movies can be a franchise of themselves, but they're all set up to be a single movie. Uh, we get this a lot. We get a lot of our commentators. Once they want to know, why does everything have to be a franchise and a shared universe? And this and that. No, no, everything is not a franchise, a sequel, or a shared universe. We still get movies, period. Recognize them. Honor them. Don't trash them. Know what they are. It's a two-hour experience. Don't piss me off. Uh, speaking of two-hour experiences, so I just watched, uh, like, the movie's coming up to kind of shine a light on what's what's coming ahead. It's Valerian, uh, the Belco experiment, and uh, Brawl on Cell, Cell Block 99, <laughs> or Cell Block 90, the Vince Vaughn movie. Okay, we're we're going to discuss all of those movies because it is um, they're yeah worth discussing. But uh, I want to watch Bright again. I, I'm triggered. I am triggered in a positive way. No SJW here, kids. But I am triggered to watch this movie and to get a little deeper in the mythology and to you know appreciate it, appreciate the attempts and look. The movie is amazingly acted it has awesome characters you believe some i mean there, there's a moment where like there are people being died and thrown into like this pit and dude tense real moment but yeah so uh i i, I don't want to go through the story and the plot of bright because it, there it's it there's not really much there it's it's a it's a partner police procedural hunt chase drama thriller that is two guys at opposing ends that have to work together marching towards a common goal and they you know and it kind of has like a police feel meaning that it uh it, it's a little dirty it's a little like again air david airs does dirt but it's dirty by the end it's it's not perfect Meaning with what's happening within the story. The movie itself is not perfect. But I don't know a perfect movie. I don't know one. So I, I sit down and I just want to lose myself. Lose myself. Like those girls on Saturday night. Lose yourselves. But yeah, look everyone. This is Dream Warrior 61. Uh, I, just getting back into it. We had another pause. 
but we are jumping back in and it's going to be for the 2018 for dream warriors dream warriors is now on youtube so subscribe find it just search dream warriors they'll come right up or aka pad another known as peter anthony deluca uh check out my the pete show if you want to know more about me and and what i'm doing how i'm thinking about things it's kind of like a methodology show is how i'm describing it but it's just me talking that's on youtube um find me on on insta aka pad 13 you can see see the schedule you can see previews you get lots of artwork on, on there uh time-lapse sketching look i'm crazy i'm eclectic i'm driven i'm relentless so i, I just want i just want everyone to follow along and and help me make things better like tell me what you like tell me what you don't like um any any women out there no i'm not gonna say that anybody that wants to follow a cat follow diamond dallas cat on instagram we're gonna sign off with that i i believe it or not i have like a little editing to do with this timeline i normally don't do editing at all uh but you know i got some gaps in there oh maybe maybe i'll just let it play Maybe we'll just do that. I don't know. But look, check out Bright. Bright is worth seeing. It's worth seeing more than once. And this this movie needs uh, it needs some adulation for it to continue. We we, we kind of want this to continue. We want we want more of what Bright sets up because it's a it's such a unique universe, and it's just cool. I'm sorry. Say what you want, you jaded geek. You 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 jaded geek that thinks you know everything. You, I think people are forgetting what's cool. Cool's dead, but see bright because bright is cool. All right, everyone, signing off. Have a good day. Rock and roll. Make some bad decisions into 2018. Make make mistakes. Fail. Get yourself up. Keep going. Uh, be relentless within yourselves uh you know no guarantee there's no guarantees in life but keep going i'll talk to everyone later dream warrior 62 will be valerian you know that movie that everyone hates you know that one that huge movie that everybody hates yeah that's a discussion so maybe i can get someone to sit down with me for that you know maybe one of my fellow dream warriors will emerge from the uh the darkness but look, I got stuff to do. I'm a busy guy. It's great talking to you. Catch you guys later.